Hey, Beck. Hey, Adam. So, this is a podcast first, isn't it? It is a podcast first. We are recording live together, not across two hours of distance. Not or seven hours of distance. Yeah, that. Because when we started this, I was living in the GTA. I remember that. And we were doing all sorts of funny internet problems, which is why we have that joke that the qu- the content was good, but the quality was not. It's not a joke. No, I don't. <laughs> So yeah, this is our New Year's episode, which may or may not come out on New Year's because we're both neurodivergent and we know how this works. And we did wait till the 11th hour to record it. Yeah, we're literally recording it here on December 30th, just in case y'all are wondering, so... Well, it just so happened that I would be in town today and we went, hey, you know what we could do in the hours where we're waiting for Gigantor to get to town? No, no, let me let me tell this because this is funny. I was sitting there bored to tears at work and a thought came to me in my head and I'm like, hey, Becca's visiting. We could do a podcast recording tonight. So I go on Facebook Messenger and I message her I'm like, hey, Becca. And she's like, you know what we could do? We could record a podcast. And I'm like, get out of my brain. Neurodivergence are going to neurodiverge. That is so going to be a catchphrase for this from now on. You know what? If we ever have merch, <laughs> I think it needs to be on our merch. Okay. I want merch. I seriously want merch. Not to say I'm a shameless capitalist because I'm not. But I want merch. Yeah, I want merch too. Right? Like, merch would be epic. It would be. Does anybody else want merch? I know we we never share our email and stuff because we're terrible at networking part of the social networking thing. But uh, if you all want merch, let us know. Woohoo! We'll try. Yeah. So, New Year's comes with a whole lot of baggage, don't you find? I do find. And you know what I found too is that as a neurodivergent person, I always wanted to make like these really good New Year's resolutions. Oh god, me too. And they never work out. Never. Like for the first like two days, I'm like, yeah, I'm a master at New at uh, New Year's resolutions. And then, and then, you know what I think it is though, because <clears throat> excuse me, I have this problem with any decision, any lifestyle change, whatever. At first. I'm fu- a freaking gung-ho, ready to go, gonna do the thing, get throw myself completely into it, hyper-fixate on it, all these things, and then the dopamine wears off. Right? Like, the dopamine dragon just flies off and leaves me standing there like, ah, shit. It's like, I, I get it, you weren't gonna last forever, did you have to leave me on this, like, tiny little rock pedestal in the middle of nowhere? Right? So, but what I have found is because, you know, a few years ago, I went through kind of a health scare. Yeah. And I did lifestyle changes. Yes. So, but what I found for myself is that it was so much easier to do small changes that were sustainable to me than make this huge life-altering change that just kind of, again, the dopamine would wear off, the serotonin would slither away, and you're left standing on your pedestal in the middle of an ocean going, well, I hope somebody comes by with a boat and I don't know what to do. Little help? Little help? <laughs> right? So, like, I found, you know, when I was doing the changes for my health, yeah, you know, I didn't drink enough water. I wasn't eating properly, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, one of the things that I started to do was like, okay, every day you have to drink at least one bottle of water. Fair. And then if I found there was one day where I didn't drink my bottle of water, as opposed to berating myself and just being like a dick to myself, 
be like, okay, well, tomorrow we'll try again. Yeah. And that's what I find too. <clears throat> Excuse me. The one thing about us being in the same room is I can't mute my cough, so I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, but the one thing that I find is when I tell myself I have to or I must do things, my brain might grudgingly go along with it at first, but then it'll be like, the hell I do. <laughs> well, and I know you and I have the same problem with if someone tells me that I have to do something or I have to read this book or I have to watch this movie. Even I, you should do this thing. Oh yeah, you should. No, well now. And then my brain goes, well now I'm not gonna. Because, hmm, because I don't want to. I don't want to. I get to make my own decisions. I'm a big grown up human and I can do my own thing. No, my, my inner voice is a whiny three year old, I swear. But, oh, yeah. you know, and so even when my own brain, especially like when the, the autism is kind of talking to the ADHD and the autism's like, but we really should. And the ADHD is like, mm, no. Okay, no joke. Because when I think of my ADHD and my autism talking to each other, <clears throat> excuse me, I imagine those brain and heart comic strips online. Yeah. And how brain is autism and heart is ADHD. It's like, we really have to do the thing. But I don't want to. But, but now we really have to do the thing. But no, it's fine. But, but, but we really shouldn't do this because we need rules and order and structure. But no. But do we? <laughs> right? Do we really? We need them, but we hate is it. Well, and I know, oh, so for myself, uh, Gigantor and I are getting a new couch. Ooh, nice. For the living room. In order to get said couch, yeah. I must remove the festive holiday shrubbery that has overtaken my living room. Uh-huh. I don't wanna. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I didn't know what that was like. Ask me how long it took me to take my winter tires out of the back of my car. Oh, Adam, how long did it take you to take your winter tires out of the back of your car? I will put it to you this way, Beck. Are they still in your car? No, but only because I needed to take them out so Arnie's Emerald could sit there at one point. Had it not been for extrinsic motiv external motivation getting me to do so, they would still be sitting there right now. I thought it was going to be no, because I had to put them on my car. To be perfectly fair. Well, no, my, my summer <laughs> tires. The, the, the tires in the back of the car. The thing. <laughs> I, I I know that feeling so well, because it is one of my most terrible detriments. Is that if I don't have to, I'm not going to. I like to procrastinate. And I do get, and I know you get it too, the um, task paralysis. Oh. And I find that so much with... Like when I would make my New Year's resolutions. Yep. It would be, you know, okay, this is the year I'm going to get, you know, muscles. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have, you know, the six pack instead of the keg. I'm going to be able to bench press a Buick. Okay, well, to do that, you got to go to the gym. Mm hmm Oh. Right? Oh. And, like, I started pre the dark times, <laughs> which, you know, before the dark times. Before the pandemic. <laughs> um, before the dark times, I had started going to the gym myself and slowly felt the dopamine wear off. Like at first it was cool. This is a thing I'm doing. I feel great. And then it was like, this is a thing I feel like I have to do. And this sucks. Right. Um, so I can remember way back in the day, well, way back in the day, I think it was about six years ago, but you know, I'm getting old. So everything that feels like back in the day now, it's back in the day when I was young and full of hope. <laughs> That was also yesterday, just for reference. <laughs> but I had uh, friends, and we had all decided collectively 
that we were going to go to the gym together. Mm Mm-hmm. So we were going to the gym because, again, you know, we're going to be able to bench press a Buick and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> right? Just caveman brain. Or, oh, oh, me, lift, <laughs> me lift heavy. Me lift heavy. <laughs> and um, I think we all collectively went twice. And, you know, we had gone out and we had gotten our gym membership and our key because it was in a, like an overnight blah, blah, yeah. blah. And, you know, we got our new, like our running shoes and our, our good spandex clothes. <laughs> and... Uh, we went twice yep. before our neurodivergent little pack was like, oh, heavy things are heavy. Right? And I don't know. I have this terrible aversion to treadmills. If I'm going to run, and I do run. Yep. You've seen me play baseball. Yep. I was jogging for a little while. Yada, yada. But I, or something's chasing me. Yes. But I feel like if I am running... I should be in a different place when I stop running than when I started. (laughs) Yeah. And that is my endless issue with treadmills is that if I am going to exert that amount of energy. Yeah. I should be in a new location. (laughs) And also just like, because I've found that I've gotten so much more genuine enjoyment out of walking than the treadmill. Walking can be actually interesting if you look around your surroundings and you're like, oh, this is cool. This is a different place. This is neat. I never went walked down here before. You know, like there's there's enjoyment to exploring a new place while you're also doing the thing. So I did find with the treadmill when I discovered that I could be on a treadmill and read a book, mm-hmm. that was my happy place. I still can't run on a treadmill and read a book, but yep. I could handle that. But it, I don't know. There was just, there was so much dopamine that went away, especially because I started to experience what they call DOMS and not, you know, DOMS, DOMS. Right. Uh, we're talking about delayed onset muscle soreness. Okay, so not the fun DOMS. Not the fun DOMS. These okay. were miserable DOMS. Okay. And uh, that took away the dopamine really fast. Yup. You know, and, and you hear about it, like you hear a lot of jokes about like, oh, leg day. Yeah. And, and I was getting that with everything and I, just, I could not hack it. When it is excruciating pain and like I am crying at the thought of having to sit down on the toilet to pee and trying to figure out what the best way is to like bring a crane into mm-hmm. my washroom. I was like, no, I'm done. And then I couldn't figure out, I couldn't for the life of me be like, well, maybe take it a little bit easier when you're at the gym because yep. I have that very much and I know you do too. It's all uh-huh. or nothing. Uh-huh. So I'm either going to be at the gym Busting my absolute butt every day. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not going at all because mm, that's not how we do things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's something I'm having to explain to my mother as well lately is, you know, it's not a zero sum game between doing it all yourself or giving up on the thing. Like there is a middle ground. You are allowed to like accommodate yourself and find the way that works best for you to do a thing. Right. So Gigantor and I have this thing. I am yeah. a full grown adult. Yep. I pay taxes. I own a home. Yep. If you think for a second that I can remember to like take my vitamins and brush my hair in the morning, yep. you are incorrect. Yep. So my other half sends me a text message every morning yep. that, you know, says my good mornings and hey, remember to take your vitamins, brush your teeth, Aww. that sort of thing. Isn't that sweet? That is so sweet. But part of me is like, well, you're a full grown adult. Why can't you remember these things on your own? The thing is, no human is designed to exist completely in a vacuum without other humans. Right? So there is nothing wrong with finding things that help you. 
even if it is, you know, your your other half, your your best friend, yep. uh, a close friend that also has to take medication or whatever it is to message you and just be like, hey, did you drink your water today? Yep. How often do you and I message you drink water today? Oh my God, all the time. No, I'm having another coffee. My bad. <laughs> I mean, just putting this out there, but like, there's a reason why. And if you follow me on TikTok, you'll know this already because this story exploded last year. There's a reason why I bought a dishwasher because I can, and people get hung up on this idea. And I watched a really good video when I first got diagnosed ADHD about this. Um, people get hung up on this idea that if you can do something all yourself, you don't need accommodations. But you have to ask yourself, how hard is it for you to do that thing without accommodations? For me, yes, I know how to wash dishes. I, I take the dish, I put the dish soap on, I scrub it, rinse it under the water, put it away, it's fine. It, they are my nemesis. I struggle so much with these. So for me, getting a dishwasher was my way of, yes, I'm a responsible adult. Yes, I can do the thing, but I'm making my life easier. Well, and not only does it make your life easier, but you and I have talked about it. And now you also save extra money because originally you hated doing dishes so much. Did you or did you not eat out way more than you do now? That and... <clears throat> you want to know my accommodation during the pandemic was when I didn't feel like spending $400 on a dishwasher, which again, it's criminal that p capitalism comes into play when it comes to accommodations, but that's a whole other rant. Um, I used to buy disposable utensils. I know bad for the environment, bad at them, but it was an accommodation for not having to do dirty dishes because I learned real fast when I, when I started working from home that what used to be a weekly thing became like an overwhelming daily pile. Yeah. Well, I mean, I even remember when I moved into my first apartment on my own. Yeah. So I lived with my mom until I was 17. Yeah. And then I ventured out on my own. And now, yes, I have gone back and forth, like, living with my mom and this and that. But that first apartment on my very own where I didn't have a roommate and there was no one else to do any of the work with me. Yeah. Did you know that there is no cleaning fairy? Right? Like, you have to sweep your own floors. Ugh! Every day in the winter because... Some animal, now I'm the only person living in this apartment, mind you, some animal kept tracking road salt the into my front foyer. The audacity. And the footsteps led right up to my boots. Like, how? What? How dare they? And I was just blown away by like, oh, you have to sweep this floor every day. Okay. Oh. I know. And I gotta do my dishes every day? Who oh. <gasps> let me be an adult? Right. And now I will admit I am the worst for dishes because I am one of those people like I just cooked a meal or my other half just cooked a meal because right now predominantly when he's not at work, he does the majority of our cooking. Yep. Um, and it's like, oh, he worked all day. I, I was doing stuff all day. We have this big pile of dishes. I will do them tomorrow morning. Yeah. And then, you know, sometimes tomorrow morning turns into yep. tomorrow afternoon. And now you have new dinner dishes and you're like, oh no. Yep. So, you know, I think your little dishwasher was one of the best things that you did for yourself during the pandemic. Oh God, yeah. I'm pretty sure we had a, like a mini party. I think we did. I'm pretty sure we had like a little dance session yeah. while we were recording the podcast because of this dishwasher. I almost cried while texting another friend of mine uh, when I got the dishwasher because I, it dawned on me that I wouldn't have to deal with a pile of dishes ever again. Wait, whoa, whoa. You have other friends? Becca. I have to share you? Yes. Ugh. Polyamorous for one, so yes, but also people are allowed to have friends. 
No, I'm, I'm kidding. This is this is a long-standing joke between us that, you know, platonic yeah. life partner. All for me. No. Um, Honey, you have to share. Uh, I'm sorry. I love you. Uh, it's okay. Um, well, I mean, I also have to share with all of our listeners as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. and I don't mind that. But no, like, there is nothing wrong with making a resolution and then having to make accommodations to your resolution so that you can continue your resolution. Maybe yeah. not in exactly the same way you thought, but I think being a neurodivergent person, yeah. doing this stuff with sustainability, mm-hmm. so it's the little changes that I can make to work towards my goal, yeah. as opposed to just, all right now. Yeah. You know, um, one of my older brother's partners at one point when I was looking at losing quite a bit of weight just because it was what I wanted to do um and I had said like I have you know this much that I want to lose yeah and that number seemed extremely large I think it was about 120 pounds at the time yeah and she said to me she's like well don't look at it as 120 pounds yeah you know look at it at about like you want to lose 120 pounds, then you want to do about 10 pounds a month. Yep. And the other one, the saying that I love the most to take it away from, you know, weight stuff and whatever else, yep. because that was, if you are a big person and you are healthy and you are happy, that is amazing. Yep. I was big and I was happy and I was beautiful, but I was very unhealthy. Yeah. But one of the things that Gigantor tells me all the time is how do you eat a plane? How am I supposed to eat a plane? One bite at a time. Oh, true, true. And, you know, I thought, because he does a lot of the dad jokes, I thought there's going to be some big ha 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 ha. But no, the answer to that is simply one bite at a time. Well, and I think there's value in also, you know, not making certain things the focus of your goals too. Because at the end of the day, a resolution is kind of, new. the whole concept of New Year's resolutions are a very neurotypical thing. They don't work for us necessarily because it, because it's, it requires more dopamine and concentration and hyper-focus than we have. Mm -hmm. So... I think sometimes accommodating it by taking it back to like goal setting. I'm sorry for, to our listeners. We will put a trigger warning on the weight thing because it seems to be something we're both talking about in this episode. But I'm going to say that my problem, I and if you've listened to our episode with Ramsey, you should know this about both of us. I have always had body image issues with myself. And everyone around me tells me, you know, oh yeah, you just got to lose a bit more weight. You got to lose more weight. You got to do this. You got to and make it about the number on the scale and the weight loss and all that stuff itself when it should be about healthier, well, not healthier. I don't want to moralize food, but like better choices for your body, shall we say. And my problem is if I do make it about the weight, my neurodivergent brain creates the perfect storm with my body image issues. And Let's put it this way. A restrictive diet that focuses entirely on weight loss is like putting alcohol in front of an alcoholic to me. It's not good and I can't do it. No one understands that except my fellow NeuroSpicy peeps, though. Well, and that was my issue uh, because when I was 29, I was diagnosed as a type 2 diabetic. Yeah. And they wanted me to use the little finger pokey to check my sugars. Yeah. And I adamantly said that I would not because I would become obsessed with it and potentially bleed to death because I would just forever be poking my finger. And that is also not healthy. It's not a healthy brain set. And it was, again, one of those minor changes that I had to do within myself. I do not, I still do not test my blood sugars that way. I have body indicators when my sugars are getting too high. Yep. And it helped me learn to control better foods for my body. Yes. 
Um, but again, I think everybody is beautiful. Yeah. I don't know exactly how we got here from our New Year's re- resolution, but here's where we are today. Toxic hyperfixation on goals. Yes. Um, and so in a lot of ways, I found that if I would just listen to myself instead of doing exactly what society dictates I have to do, yes. I would do a lot better. Like yeah. my, my New Year's resolution this year yeah. is to clean up my house. Yep. So I think we've talked about this on the podcast previously. I have a lot of stuff. Oh, yes, you do. You know I have a lot oh, of stuff. Oh, yes, I do. I have a lot of stuff. Um, and it's always been kind of, I got to clear it all out. I got to clear it all out. I got to clear it all out. But how do you eat a plane? One bite at a time. Yep. So instead of trying to do mass pulls where I'm just cleaning out rooms and all of this stuff one at a time, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. You're picking a box a day, maybe two boxes a day. If the if the dopamine's there and everything's working out, you go through that one box and you say, you know, I'm keeping this, this, and that, and the rest of it is going to charity. It's interesting you said that because if you think about it, one of the things that a lot of people with ADHD will say is that one task feels overwhelming because what's one task to a neurotypical person is actually a bajillion tasks that you don't know where to start when you have ADHD or autistic or otherwise neurodivergent. So this kind of goal setting, you're actually playing into the way ADHD processes things to begin with. Yes. One of the things I used to say to uh, one of my previous partners is I sometimes struggle with taking showers. Yep. I don't, sometimes water is too wet, but dirty is too dirty. And it's a very, and because I know a lot of people like just get in the shower. Well, to me, taking a shower, that is the final step in the process. But first you got to find your hairbrush, find your towel, find your this, find your that, and then take a shower. So like you were saying, one step to a neurotypical person is just one thing. It's just take a shower. Yes. But for maybe a... A neurodivergent person especially one who is potentially suffering at this point with depression which was my issue yeah is that that one task is actually you know 10 mini tasks in trench coat yes masquerading as one overall task yes so you know i like the idea of doing resolutions in sustainable steps for myself bite-sized steps bite-sized steps you know we're gonna eat a plane one bite at a time. I really like that phrase, guys. Uh, Can you tell? I love that phrase. That is such a great phrase. Honestly, my issue is t- brushing my teeth before bed. Mm, mm-hmm. A couple years ago, I had... So, a couple years ago, I'm not proud of this, but I avoided going to the dentist because when I switched to my current employer, I went from having benefits that covered by dentistry 100% to benefits that covered at 80%. And I had no frame of reference on how much things cost at a dentist. So, I didn't want to... I was afraid to spend the money. My teeth got bad. I then got... I had, I had pain early pandemic and i went to go check out turns out i had to get a crap ton of work done including losing a tooth not proud of that but again i like to joke that capitalism took my tooth from me because if i hadn't been afraid of how much it would cost i would have gone to the dentist so you know if anyone's listening uh socialize dental care but anyway (laughs) so after that i vowed to myself i brush my teeth every night because never again for a couple years it worked great lately been having some trouble with that Well, and so teeth is one thing that I struggle with as well. I do struggle with a lot of self-care tasks. And that is because I am only in the last few months starting to dig my way out of an extremely deep depression. Yes. And we all know that uh, with depression and if it's coupled with neurodivergencies, other neurodivergencies, self-care is something that 
we definitely struggle with. Mm-hmm. Um, brushing my hair wasn't something that happened, and I have very long hair. Um, brushing my teeth was a struggle. Uh, showering was a struggle. And sometimes you find ways around it. Like, okay, on the days that I can't shower, you know, we have sponge baths, we have baby wipes, we have all this stuff that helps and works. Yeah. Um, but, like, the teeth thing, I definitely understand. Uh, and again, that is something that I get in my text message every morning as a reminder. Like, hey, you got to take care of yourself. Yeah. And the only reason I don't struggle with showering is because showering is one of those routine upset or routines that I need to do as an autistic person or else I feel gross and I'm in sensory hell. But if it wasn't for that, I probably would have a hard time with it too. One, see, so mine became a sensory hell of do I want to get into the water that is too wet? And it, I found it very overloading. Yeah. So, like I said, I learned ways around it. I was still clean. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it was, you know, sometimes it's, what do they call it as a horrible, like a horse bath? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you do that. You, you do other things. Like, but it was just like the idea of stepping into a shower. Yes. Was like, I'm. you might as well have told me to jump into the face of the sun. It wasn't. It, it, water too wet. Yep. Um, I don't know how to explain it no, other no. than water too wet, soap too soap. Like no, totally. And and so you know if you say these things sometimes to a more neurotypical crowd, they're like, Ugh. or they'll say, well, what's your problem with it? You just do the thing, but it's not that simple, right? And like I've had a lot of people, especially the older neurotypicals in my life. Yep. Um. You know, they'll be like, well, you just, you just, you, you, you do it. Mm-mm. Sometimes I don't. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like I would if I could, but my brain, it no let. That's right. And people think it's like, well, you're wasting all this time. Why are you just lying there in bed or playing a video game? You could be doing this, this, this. And, and a lot of times it's a case of my brain wants to do all those things. But my brain is also like, no, we no move now. Right. I have that a lot when I worked uh, night shift. So you get that, I don't have to get up and do anything. Like, I don't have to be at work till, like, 6 p.m. So nothing happens until 6 p.m. And then the more time you spend in bed, the more lethargic you get, despite being well-rested, it becomes this vicious cycle. Right. Yeah. And I suffered from that quite a bit. Yep. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the new year. Me too. I think it's going to be a great year. We are actually... I think in the next few weeks about to celebrate the first anniversary of our podcast. We are. That's true. Yeah. I'd have to go back and look at the exact date, but I think it's in the next like two weeks or so that we have been on air. On air. Oh God. Who gave us an, I don't know. On air, on, on air, on, on on Wi-Fi. We have been talking into the great abyss and hoping that people are listening for about a year. That's true. And that's that's kind of cra- crazy. That is kind of crazy. Man. And this is our first podcast in weird. Like I can reach out and like I, I can poke him. I'm Ow. poking him right now. Ow. See? No, <laughs> <laughs> um, like it, it just feels so crazy that we've been doing this for almost a year and we're going into 2023. Holy crap. Who gave 2020 a third part? Right. And let's <laughs> hope it goes a little smoother. I hope so. You know what? I think I have hope for both of our 2023s, though. I think it's going to they're gonna, it's gonna shape up to be a good year. But I, I've seen this meme on Facebook because I'm old and I still use Facebook. Oh, honey, we're millennials. Of course we still use Facebook. <laughs> we're not cool anymore. And it's basically nobody claim 2023. Nobody say, <laughs> nobody say this is going to be our year. Nothing else. You walk in quietly. 
You look at nothing. You touch nothing. You just exist. Don't do it, folks. <laughs> like, nobody be the Abu in the Cave of Wonders. Seriously, don't do it. Don't. The like, lamp looks tempting. Don't touch the lamp. <laughs> I, I'm excited for 2023 because I just feel like it's going to be hopefully a nice year. I think so. Um, you know, we've watched it kind of get a little bit better. We started off, you know, this decade in 2020, and that was <laughs> no bueno. <sighs> 2021 was a bit of a rough year. Uh-huh. Like, for me personally, it was a pretty bad year. Yep. And like everyone that I've talked to, 2021 seemed almost worse than 2020. I mean, other than the fact that my book came out at the tail end of 2021, yeah. Yeah, and I had to remind you that it was your one-year anniversary of being a published author. (laughs) I'm like, happy one year being published. He's like, that's not yet. And I'm like, it's on my Facebook memories. Because again, Facebook, because I'm old. (laughs) The next five minutes is just going to be me sighing and Becca laughing. And him, you know, plotting to quietly walk into the sea. Um, Oh, no, I've done that already when I was told that the Wii was a retro console. I'm sorry. Oh, that one... Oh, right. But no, like, and then 2022 was okay. Yeah. It was okay. Yeah. It's 2022, full full disclosure here, had its definite ups and downs with my personal life with certain things, you know, that that were very stressful. But as we're going into 2023, most of that has resolved itself and we're kind of good. So, I mean. Knocking on wood. Yeah, right now. You. Um, (laughs) um, So we're hoping... That 2023 will be a great year, a good year, yeah. a nice year, a calm year. But none of our year. We are not no, claiming it. No one's claiming it. And if, if anyone claims it, it is your job to get the ruby, climb to the top of the cliff and yell Jumanji. That's right. We're not helping. That's right. Um, <laughs> Which then just makes me think of that scene in Jumanji where it's like, any last words? And, and, and Alan Parrish is just like, Jumanji. And then the guy just gets sucked in and his head just like stuck there before being sucked in through the hole. <laughs> um, so we've been happy to, you know, share kind of our lives and our thoughts with all of you. And we hope that everybody had a wonderful holiday season, no matter what holiday you celebrate or if you do not celebrate one at all. Happy Wednesday to all my fellow atheists. <laughs> <laughs> um, we just hope that you had, a, if not a great 2022 a existable 2022 i'm gonna quote the simpsons here if not a great one at least a perfectly cromulent one ah yes (laughs) um and you know we hope we'll hear from some more of our listeners uh via our facebook page yeah the emails we never give out and the tiktok that we never update and we just want to say we really appreciate all of your listening and being with us for this last year of, jour- of a journey because it's been a lot of fun. We've grown a lot in the process and, oh God, those early episodes are cringeworthy. But thank you for sticking with us during them. Not only did our content get better, but our quality got better too. Abso-freaking-lutely. And every once in a while we get to do a podcast in the same room. You know, I actually think we should like at some point do a video podcast in the same room. That would be fun, but I don't know if our viewers could keep... Viewers... I made it so far into this podcast without calling you guys viewers. I almost did it. <laughs> you know what? I made it very far into this podcast without doing so far. Making a Star Trek reference. Oh. So I'm about to do one to that. I'm going to about to respond to your comment about viewers by saying, that is most illogical, Beck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just don't know if our listeners there you go. could get through 
an entire video of us podcasting without laughing at us because we are very animated. You can't see it clearly because you are <laughs> listeners, not viewers, but we make hand gestures and I, I may or may not be vaping. Um, we're drinking Tim Hortons coffee and we have a lot of fun doing these. Even when we do them not in the same location, we, you, we can see each other because we do um, videos. Yeah. Otherwise, it was just very awkward. We tried to do it without it, and it was just like, no, we can't time off each other. No, we were cutting each other off, and you get this terrible, like, garbled overlap. It was awful. But the content was good. Absolutely. <laughs> and with that, y'all have yourselves... Y'all, I'm, I'm talking like a Southern American. You all have yourselves a wonderful new year, and hopefully the 2023, which is claimed by no one, will be good for you. Have a safe and happy new year's. And hopefully we will be able to hear from you and you will hear from us in 2023. Bye for now, guys. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's. Special thanks goes to Paul Unger, who designed the Rainbow Infinity symbol and brain component of our logo. And we love it very much. Thanks, Paul. Do you know what I got through the entire podcast without saying? What? what? Absolutely. You're right. We didn't say that. No, we didn't say well, it. Well, I no. said it. You didn't say it. I don't think you said it. I totally said it. Oh, did you? Yeah. Well, we usually use it as kind of like a stopgap for the two of us. We absolutely do. Ah. Uh... The Neurodivergent Polyamorous was created and produced by Adam Mardero and Becca Kelterborn. Copyright 2022.